Star Wars 7x7 episode 1920. Today we're going to look at the reveals from Triple Force Friday for the other two parts of the triple. <laughs> we talked about the rise of Skywalker yesterday. Today we're going to talk about the Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and yes, I did say at the top that we were going to focus on The Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order and that is true but there was an additional thing that I didn't tell you about yesterday regarding The Rise of Skywalker. We'll do that after the break later in the show but for now we're going to talk about, let's start with Jedi Fallen Order, the Honest to goodness truth is, is that the two Black Series figures they released, which were for our hero Cal Kestis and for his main antagonist, the second sister, don't really tell us that much more than we already know. For example, here's the description about Cal Kestis. It says, A Jedi Padawan during the Clone Wars, Cal Kestis narrowly escaped the horrors of Order 66 and was forced into hiding. Together with explorer droid BD-1, he embarks on a journey to rebuild the Jedi Order while evading the terrifying Imperial Inquisition. Okay, so yeah, nothing necessarily new there. And then as far as the second sister Inquisitor goes, we have a vengeful warrior of the Empire tasked with tracking down Jedi survivors. The second sister Inquisitor is driven by her all-encompassing hatred of the Order. And it doesn't necessarily say the Jedi Order, but that would be the natural assumption is that it's the Jedi Order that she hates. And those Inquisitors, the Inquisitorious, you know, it's rather interesting because these are actually former Jedi who were being kept tatna <laughs> had tabs being kept on them by Palpatine slash Darth Sidious, looking for Jedi who he could corrupt, basically, and turn into Sith helpers like the Inquisitorious. They are not official, I guess, Sith Lords, but they are dark side force users and generally bad people who are doing evil things and tracking down the Jedi. So you kind of have multiple levels of it, right? You've got the purge troopers who are there to kind of, you know, run down the Jedi and beat them up a bit so that way when the Inquisitors show up, they can make quick work of the Jedi and in the comics at least, if the Inquisitors couldn't quite handle it, well, that's when Darth Vader would show up. So, man, if it is possible, I, we talked about this when the new footage from Jedi Fallen Order was released on the global live stream for Triple Force Friday, that was back last month, uh, that there is a moment in that footage where if you're listening carefully to the audio, it certainly sounds like there is a Darth Vader breath in there. So, I don't know. I haven't seen any leaks, rumors, spoilers, one way or the other in that regard, but that would still be kind of cool, wouldn't it? All right, let's move on to The Mandalorian, and this one gets a little bit confusing at points, so <laughs> stick with me. There's a Lego set for an ATST Raider, and we've seen in footage from The Mandalorian, a Scout Walker is essentially what that is, uh, you know, laying waste to some stuff and people running and whatnot, so there's a Lego set for this. It includes two little minifigures of Clatoonian Raiders, and so here is the deal with that. In you think of Clatoo, you might initially think of the character Klaatu from Return of the Jedi, but Klaatu was not actually a Klaatunian. He was a Nikto, and <laughs> yeah, different species, but both Klaatunians and Nikto were commonly associated with the Huts. And the planet Klaatuin, 
Turns out that that's actually in Hut space. But even though the character Klaatu was a Nikto in Return of the Jedi, it turns out that there is actually a Klaatunian in Return of the Jedi, and his name was Barada. And if you're thinking of that business from the day the Earth stood still, Klaatu, Barada, Nikto, well, yeah, there's a <laughs> Nikto named Nikto in there also. So, yeah, a little confusing, but kind of intriguing if you just skate past that to know that we've got Klaatunians in here. Doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to Klaatuin, it just means that we've got more mercenaries and thugs and characters that, you know, have often been associated with huts. So, yeah, the criminal underworld, basically, and it's getting more expansive with the more that we learn about the Mandalorian, which, speaking of, so there is a Mandalorian action figure, and this is what we've learned about him, not much more. His body is shielded by Beskar armor, his face is hidden behind a T-visored mask, and his past is wrapped in mystery. The Mandalorian is battle-worn and tight-lipped, a formidable bounty hunter in an increasingly dangerous galaxy. So yes, that's not necessarily new. There is also, of all things, an off-world Jawa character that was released, and there's a description of this one too. It says, Ships traveling to and from Tatooine have resulted in some Jawas leaving their desert homeworld. Those that do arrive on new planets continue their old habits in their new surroundings, but their obsessive need for technology still drives them. And I very much want to believe that this is going to turn into something that we need to pay attention to as the Mandalorian series develops, but you know, we did have the whole Constable Zuvio business where, if you recall, as part of the Force Friday event for The Force Awakens, they released this action figure for a character, Constable Zuvio, who works as a local law enforcement person on Jakku, and it turned out the character was only a blink and you'll miss it appearance in The Force Awakens. So. Hard to say whether this off-world Jawa business is going to actually pay off in The Mandalorian or if it's just going to be some sort of background situation, but kind of intriguing nonetheless. And then there was also a figure released for Cara Dune, who is played by Gina Carano, and her character description says, A veteran of the Galactic Civil War who fought for the Rebellion, Cara Dune is a seasoned warrior who has put her days of military discipline behind her and now has reinvented herself as a mercenary. Also, not exactly anything more than we already knew, and we've also heard that she might be suffering from a little PTSD also that, you know, enhances the depth and complexity of the character potentially, but that's not reflected here necessarily. But that doesn't mean it's not the case anymore, it just means that there's only so much space that they can put on the backs of these packages, especially since they have to translate it into three other languages as well. That is where we're going to stop with The Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order. And like I said, after the break, we'll talk about a last little thing from The Rise of Skywalker. It's phrases that are spoken by Rey thanks to a lightsaber that also has lights and sounds and whatnot. So stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, four phrases were on the packaging for the Ray lightsaber, and, you know, 
again, let it just intrigue you and <laughs> spark your curiosity for why it is that she might be saying any of these things. First of all, I feel the force, which certainly seems to be more in a training kind of situation, I would say. Um, then there's, well, come on, we've got to stop them. Definitely a more action-oriented kind of thing. The First Order are everywhere, which could be a really bad situation, naturally. And then, I'm Ray, the Resistance sent me, and I read that one and I thought, hmm, you know, it almost reminded me of The Last Jedi and her going to um, Octo and meeting up with Luke Skywalker. I don't think she says that line specifically like that, but it is entirely possible that she's being sent on a mission, at least for part of the movie, where she has to, you know, do something by herself and it has to do with the resistance. And, you know, one of the things that we've been told time and time again is that they're getting the gang back together for this movie and they are going on a mission together, but that doesn't mean that the entire movie is their mission together. You know, the fact that we have the uh, uh, Kijimi plot and Poe Dameron and Zori Bliss happening, you know, not all the characters are in that Lego set, <laughs> the one with the Y-Wing with Zori Bliss in it, so that doesn't, you know, that doesn't indicate that they're all together for the whole entirety of the movie either. Anyway, still lots of mysteries to be revealed. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.